All right, all right. Welcome to the underground. Place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. A place to get into the word of God so the word of God can get into us. This is where repentance starts. And who am I? I'm just the voice of one calling out in the wilderness of America saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In Matthew chapter three, in verse one and verse two, it says, in those days, John the Baptist came to the wilderness and began preaching. His message was to repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom of heaven is near. In Matthew chapter four and 17, it says, from that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Luke chapter 5 and verse 32 says, I have not come to call righteousness, call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. In Luke chapter 15 and verse 10, it says, in the same way, I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, it says, And Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. In Romans chapter 2 and 4, it says, Do you ignore the fact that the purpose of God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? In Romans, uh, Revelations chapter three and verse three, it says, remember then what you receive and heard tonight, keep it and repent. He says, if you will not wake up, I will come like a thief and you will not know what hour I will come against you. Man, Jesus was gangster. In Ezekiel 18 verse 31 and 32, it says, repent and turn from your sins. Don't let them destroy you. Put all your rebellion behind you and find yourself a new heart and a new spirit. For why should you die, O oh people? Did y'all hear what God said? He said, why should you die, O oh people of America? O oh people of H-Town? O oh people of Mo City? O oh people of South Park? O oh people of the Southwest? O oh people of San Antonio? O oh, people of Dallas, O oh, people of L.A., O oh, people of Compton, why should you die? He says, I don't want you to die, says the sovereign Lord. Turn back and live. He say, repent and start living because I don't want you to die. All right, man. I say all that to say I'm not preaching nothing new. This is nothing new that I'm preaching. This message of repentance, this is nothing new. I'm just another voice. So welcome to the underground. Anyways, man, y'all greet each other when y'all come up in here. Yeah, there you go. Greet each other. Don't be walking up in here like you're walking in 5015 or grooves or the address. Don't be walking up in here like that. Speak. <laughs> yeah, speak to the other. I'm glad everybody here today, man. See, I got to say these scriptures. I, I like to start off with the scripture because what I'm doing is I'm laying the foundation. And then what I'm also doing is I'm building a fortress. See, I'm speaking this word, and now this word is protecting all these spirits that's going to try to come in here and disturb this word. That's what just happened. I just built a fortress around the underground right now. 
And so now it's finna go down. Yeah, it's finna go down. But yeah, I hope everybody having a good day. I hope you uh, thank God this morning. I hope you thank God this morning and throughout your day. You know, I hope you thank God. See what I'm saying? Welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? I'm just a voice of one calling out saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. When you come in, go ahead and put it on mute because we're recording live. I appreciate everybody coming in. Let me give let me give people enough time to come in because look at God. He's just drawing people. He said if you lift his name up, he'll draw all men unto him. So let me go ahead and say it a couple more times. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yeah, that's what he said. He'll draw all men unto him. Man, man, man. Let me give people a couple more time. While you coming in, like I said, go ahead and speak. Go ahead and speak in the chat. For sure, the youth do need Jesus, and we go, uh, we go have them too. Yo, we go have you. I'm so comfortable being up in the underground. You know, I had to speak at a uh, speak at church yesterday. You know, it's cool speaking at them type of environments, but I like just being in the studio. You know what I'm saying? Crusty, ashy, being able just to speak the word of God. You know, when you're in them type of vibes, you can't say, you know, you got to, uh, it's just so timid these days. But see, when I'm in the underground, it's just, hey, it's, it is what it is. We finna get, we finna get rugged with it. You feel me? So I'm so happy to be back in my, my comfort zone. My comfort zone. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm all, I'm always free. You know, I'm always going to be free with it. But yeah, so I wanted to ask y'all something. Hey, you remember when you was young and your family members used to come in and cut the lights on and pull that cover from you? Who remember that? Somebody just tap tap, tap in the uh, chat if you remember that. Say, I remember that. Yeah, you remember that? You remember that? Okay. They'll pull the cover out and it'll make you so mad. Make you so mad. You, yeah, yeah, the lights are cut off. You'll be like, ah, where's the light off? You feel what I'm saying? Now, let me read some scripture for you because I want y'all to remember that. But we're going to go in the spirit, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. In Lamentations chapter 3 and verse 22 and verse 23, it says, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassion never fails. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, great is his faithfulness. And then in Psalms chapter 30 and verse five, it says, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for, for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. Rejoicing comes in the morning. I want y'all to thank God for not pulling off the covers off you. For not allowing everybody to see your ashiness. For not allowing everybody to see your crustiness. See, we ought to be thankful today that God don't come into our personal rooms in our lives and pull that cover up off us. Because there'll be a whole bunch of stuff that we don't want people to see. So th these are ways that we can just come in here with thanksgiving and praise and say, you know what, God, I thank you for not pulling the cover off me in certain areas in my life. I thank you, God. Even though I need to wake up, because I'm so asleep in my spiritual walk, even though I need to get up, I thank you for not just coming and pulling this cover off me. Thank you so much, God. Because some of us, Christy, 
if we be real with ourselves, some of us got some crusty areas in our life, but we got to cover up real good. We got to cover up real good. We cover up with, you know, certain things in our life to cover up the real crusty areas. Crusty and musty. Busted and disgusted. You know how you is when you wake up? You know how it is when we wake up. But see, God gives us so much grace. He say, my mercies are renewed every morning. Did you hear that verse? That's a promise right there. Welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? I'm just the voice of one calling out saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I appreciate you coming out tonight. But yeah, his mercies are new every morning. These are things you may be having a tough week. You may be having a tough year. You may be having a tough month, but you ought to just thank them. You know what, God? Your mercies. Your, see, there's things. To, look, I know there's some things in everybody's life that is just between you and God. <laughs> Don't nobody know about them doctor visits. Don't nobody know about them appointments. <laughs> Don't nobody know where that money came from. It's between you and God. <laughs> that is why we praise God. Let me stop. But that is why we praise God. Huh? Don't know. See, there are some things you knew. Oh, God, thank you for covering me there. Thank you. Hey, thank you. You should just be praising him just for covering you right there. Just for covering you, man. And okay, let's read Isaiah chapter 60, verse one. Let's uh, see what cousin Isaiah say. He say, arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has rise upon you. That's what cousin Isaiah say. And then when we go to Ephesians chapter five and verse 14, it says, this is why it is said, wake up, wake up sleeper from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Let me tell you why we hate in a spirit realm when that light comes on. Because we love the darkness. That's why we hate when they cut the lights on. That's why when, when them lights come on, you be like, ah, it hurts your eyes. Because the light hates that darkness that you're in. And it, it, and it makes you get up. You can't just stay asleep. See, when the light comes on, when you see the light of Christ coming on, he's basically telling you, get up. Wake up from your sin. Wake up from your slumber. You've been sleeping too long. Some of us been sleeping too long. You've been sleeping 20 years of your life. You've been sleeping 30 years of your life. It's time to wake up now and let Christ's light shine on you. I'm not talking about the light of your jewelry. I'm not talking about the light that you uh, do on your Instagram pictures. I'm not talking about that light that's shining on you. I'm not talking about the light that the world gives you. See, this light that Christ trying to shine on you is going to shine through you. And it's going to manifest to the world. You got to understand, see, what the world gives us, it becomes dull. It can't shine all that like that. It can't. So God wants to encourage everybody in here. He said, hey, it's time to wake up. Yeah, I, I, and if you don't wake up, oh, it's a word for somebody. Go ahead and get this one. 
take that, take that, Diddy style. You know what I'm saying? That's what you about to do. You about to take this, take this, Diddy style. Hey, he said, if you don't wake up, I'm going to have to pull them covers up off you. And you know you don't want him to pull them covers up off you. Hey, check this out. Welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? I'm just the voice of calling out saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hey, when you come in, go ahead, put it on mute because we're recording live and we don't want any background uh, distraction. Do that for me, please. But I appreciate everybody coming out to the underground. Thank you very much. Thank you all very much. Uh, let me tell my lovely wife something real quick. Uh, baby girl, you can put them uh, scriptures in the uh, chat for me. Thank you, baby. Shout out to my lovely wife, too. Yeah, shout out to my lovely wife, man. That's my good thing. Whoa, whoa, good thing. Yeah, that's that's what she is. Whoa, whoa, that's my good thing. So right there, what she just put up, she put up uh, scriptures for the night. So these are all the scriptures we're going to be going over. You know what I mean? You might say, oh, that's a lot of scriptures. I ain't, I ain't trying to go over all that. I was just looking for Psalms 23. God, up. Uh. But they, <laughs> we gonna go all over these scriptures. God said we gotta get up. Just we can't just know Psalms twenty three no more, mm -hmm. and we can't just know John three sixteen no more. God is calling us up. He, that's what I'm saying. He waking us up. We gotta know more than one scriptures. This is our see them scriptures that I just put in. That is your lifeline. That right there, that word of God is your lifeline to surviving in this walk with God. You're gonna have to. Hold on to the word of God like never before. That is what you want to hold on to. Gerald Levert used to say, baby, hold on to me. Uh, God is saying, hold on to my word. That's what you're going to have to hold on to. And so what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to eat more of the word than what you're getting from the world. Check your diet out. If you eat more of the world than more than the world, hey, you you off, you off. And then you go start gaining extra activities around your spirit walk when it comes to uh, your walk because you eat too much of this world. That's why some of us lazy in the spirit. We getting fed off the world. And God is calling for you to go on a spiritual diet. And he's saying, cut all that worldly food. And you need to eat some of this spiritual food. Then you'll start looking in shape when you're in the uh, spirit. Some of us, we only walk only a couple of miles with God and we tired. You tired already? It was just a week. What, what's going on? You know why you tired? Because your diet off. You haven't been walking in this. You haven't been running in this. You got to get your diet up. So some of us tonight, soon as we get, we got to start. Let me get some of this out of my diet. Mm -mm, that ain't good for me. And you already know what's good for you or not. You're a general in here. We got some uh, soldiers up in here, right? We got some soldiers up in here. So you already know what your diet needs to be. All right, let me keep on moving and grooving through this word, man. God is already talking to somebody. I already know he is. You know, he don't, he don't slip up. He don't slip up. Uh, let me go over a couple of things that I want to say real quick over the box. So again, all the scriptures, like I said, we're going over tonight. And if you know anybody, hey, if you know anybody who likes the word of God, or who who's trying to learn about who God is, 
not who America saying God is, not who the culture saying God is, not who your celebrity saying God is. I want to know what the word is saying who God is. If you want that, hey, go ahead and share this podcast with somebody, please, especially with the youth. We really trying to get out there. We really trying to get this youth to see this word because, you know, hey, God not playing with the youth. They lack in honor. And God don't play around when it comes to honor. So if you know any kids, if you got any kids, hey, they need to get in this word. Because life's, let me go ahead and say this. Yeah, go ahead and say it. Say it, God. Okay. Life's are being cut short for the lack of honor. He's not playing. You think he playing? He know where your mama said, my mama said. You say he had that word when you saw him, right? Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, hey. How you have to connect your own? Oh, okay, okay. My baby got that. So, yeah. Now, let's talk about this real quick. How do I uh, tap in the, uh, take your nutty professor finger? Let me know how I sound in the chat. I want to make sure I sound good to everybody. Okay, I sound good. Okay, appreciate the nutty professor finger. Okay, okay, okay. Appreciate the big Shirley finger for Martin. All right. Bible study. Now, I want to read this verse to y'all, and then we're going to talk about the uh, lamentation and the the weeping of us man today. God is God is kind of disturbed at the at the weeping and crying and complaining of his man. All right. First Samuel, I'm gonna read the verse and then we're gonna go into a little bit, okay? First Samuel 30 and 30, verse 6. It says, And David was greatly stressed. So we're looking at a king who was greatly stressed. We're looking at a man of God. Who was greatly stressed? So I don't want you to think because you're walking with God, you may not fall up under some stress. Nothing is wrong. These are the tools that's building you to becoming a man. I told you the first role that God created was a man. And there are certain tests and there are certain trials and there's certain tribulations that you must go through in order to grow into that role as a man. See, that role right there, I keep telling it's the truth. It's the truth. It's a divine role. And so he says, for the people spoke of stoning him. The people spoke of uh, eliminating him. They wanted to get rid of him. This is what the man of God was dealing with. Because all the people were bitter in their soul. See, when people are talking about you, Man of God, woman of God, when people is steady uh, lying on you and all those type of things, stop getting mad. I want you to stop getting mad. These are people who are bitter in their soul. They can't help it. The heart, Jeremiah told us, cousin Jeremiah told us way back in the gap, the heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? Jeremiah 17, 9. So we can't be surprised when people are talking about want to do things to us and talking about hating us. Hey, that's what comes with it. And each of his sons and daughters. Hey, sometimes your kids may turn on you. Mm-hmm. You raise them, but hey, they may get, you know, he had beef with his son, Absalom. Absalom thought he was that, Absalom really thought he was that dude. And so sometimes, parents, you got to remind your kids, uh, I, I'm, I'm it. Yeah, I'm it. That's me. 
I don't care how big you get, how cute you is, but I'm still it. Mm-hmm. I'm still that same OG. Shout out to Jane. But Lil, you see what I'm saying? You sometimes you just gotta let your kids know that. That's all. And, and, and so you can't get mad. But this is what I want to, I want the uh, people to see, especially the man. Look what he did. He says, but David strengthened himself in the Lord. He strengthened himself in the Lord. He didn't, he didn't get on platforms. He not getting on social media. He not getting on Twitter complaining and whining and talking about, don't nobody care about me. Oh my God. You know, talking about the government and talking about what the man ain't doing. He not doing all that. He's encouraging himself in the Lord. He's taking his problems to the Lord. He not taking his problems to the world and expecting them to do something about it. He not taking his problems to the White House and expecting them to do something about it. Oh, no. A man of God takes his problems to God because he trusts that he and he only knows that he can fix it. I have complete trust in God. I don't have trust in a system. I don't have uh, trust in laws being changed. I don't have trust in my job. I don't even have trust in me. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you, God. Yes. I don't even have trust in me like that. You see what I'm saying? He's not taking his problems and his worries to his his woman. Hey, let, let me tell you. Let, see, man of God, we got to understand when we study the scriptures, the weight was always put on the man first. So you got to understand the woman of God is not built to to carry your weight not built to carry all your complaining and whining and weeping and gnashing of the she not built like that and to uh, truth be told she really don't care that may hurt i'm gonna hit somebody in their chest real quick because it may hurt some feel but they really don't care like that wow man what you mean they don't because they not built to care like that They got their own uh, goals and they got their own purpose that God is calling them to. It's not to cater to the man's emotions. We got to learn how to put that in check, man of God. And we take our emotions and our insecurities to God. Okay. You, we got to stop, uh, be able to stop complaining and be able to teach. Stop complaining and be able to teach. And I, and, and, you know, sometimes as I uh, study the uh, the culture, and when I say I study the culture, that means I'm reading different things, I'm looking at different uh, posts, uh, I'm seeing different things on uh, YouTube and things like that. What, what what's going on is, is studying the culture. You want to see what people are going through, what people are saying. And, and, and one thing that I, I typically hear when it comes to the man of God or a man, he's saying that, hey, man, I'm trying, but she not listening or or or, or, or I can't I don't got no control over that and all those type of things. My question to you, then, why is she inheriting your kingdom? See, now I'm finna talk God talk now. See, there are certain things that God said, if you do these type of things, you can go to first Corinthians and read this, that you will not inherit the kingdom. And now I want to talk to men and women alike. 
there are certain things that people do in your life. Why are you still letting them inherit your kingdom? If God don't allow people just to inherit his kingdom, why is his children allowing it? If you don't act a certain way, and I'm not talking relationship talk now, I'm talking God talk. Let me go there. Let me go there. Let me go ahead and get this real quick. Let me get this uh, scripture. I'm looking it up right here. Because I don't be wanting people to think, uh, you know, I, I come up with these type of things. But we got we to gotta make sure that we know these things, y'all. We got to make sure we know these things. And again, we talking God talk. Check this out in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 19. It says, now the works of the flesh are evident. It says sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, uh, decision, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like this. I warn you, this is God talking. I warn you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So God has standards. He said, say, if you live that type of lifestyle and you doing all that, uh, you're not finna inherit my kingdom. You're not finna inherit my peace. You're not finna inherit my mind. You're not finna inherit my protection. So I'm asking you, why is people still inheriting your kingdom right now if they're not living to the standards that God has called you to live? It's time to cut some things off. You've been showing mercy for the last 20 years. That mercy have, has ran off. You've been showing mercy for the last five years. That mercy has ran off. That gas tank is empty now. I got to cut you off. I'm sorry. It ain't nothing. Oh, man. You see what I'm saying? You got to cut some things off. You got to cut some things off so you can come to the little, uh, the new life, right? Ain't that's what the babies got to do? In order to get to this new life, they got to cut the umbilical cord. So they can come into the newness of life. They coming out of the old and they come into the new life. But the thing that's keeping them is that umbilical cord. So you got to get your scissors in the spirit and start to cut some umbilical cords. So you can start living and growing in a new life of God. That's why you've been stuck. That's why things are not prospering. And you know what they are. God has been talking to you about it for the last couple of years. You know what they are. I'm just the voice just coming to remind you of those things. That's his mercy. You see, when he, when he take a fool like me, when he take a backslider like me, when he take a sinner like me, and he says, hey, go tell my people that, hey, I'm trying to get them to wake up. I'm trying to get them to wake up. Go tell them. Yeah, I saved you just to, and, and make sure you don't get too important on me, son. Make sure you don't get too important on me. I'm just using you right now, but you worm fool too. Yeah, we got to start reminding these fine folks. We got to start reminding these sexy folks. We got to start reminding all these, I get a thousand like folks that you ain't nothing but worm fool. You got a destination. You got a date with worms. <laughs> Oh, you know, see, God knows how to humble humans. He do. He do. You know, God will humble you. He'll humble you real quick. He'll humble you like you ever just be walking somewhere and you trip <laughs> and you thought you was cute. 
<laughs> you, you got that's God, homie. You ever be walking somewhere and you and somebody like call you and you uh you try to get booed like I'll uh, be talking to me and now they trying to tell you, oh, you got some tissue on your <laughs> you got some tissue on your shoe. <laughs> that's God humbling you. Mm -hmm. And see, God been trying to call you for the longest. He even tried to call you when you was in the club. You know when that DJ he uh he playing certain songs and all of a sudden he'll put some never that's God talking to you in the club. He'll put some Kurt Franklin on, and you feel the conviction too. You ever just been out and they they play some spiritual? They playing, you know. He using them though. God just using them to really talk to you and let you know, hey, I come in the clubs too and come and uh, search you down. <laughs> I swear, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I didn't been in those situations. I had a good buzz. I had a good high going on. And all of a sudden, you know, somebody will come say something spiritual to you or some song will come on and you just lose your whole buzz. You're like, I gotta go. Mm-mm, this ain't it. Mm-mm. I was trying to get into some fleshly things, but God it came and ruined it. He is the God of ruining your flesh. He is, y'all. He just ruins things sometimes. But he's, it's only for your protection. That's what it is. It's only for your protection. That's why he got to ruin your flesh sometimes. Because he know once that flesh get arrogant, once that flesh getting prideful, oh, it's a hard thing to reach, man. Oh, it's hard to reach. It is. It is. It is. But yeah, so let me get back. Let me get back to this. What did we never left? I ain't lose. But, you know, God be taking, taking us on a ride sometimes. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man of God, hey, stop getting on these platforms complaining. Yeah, stop whining on these platforms. Stop complaining about what's going on at your, you know, at your job or something, man. Hey, that's what it is. You know, hey, the jobs and many people, let me just be real with you. They not go appreciate you. But guess what? They didn't even appreciate God. So what makes you think they go appreciate you? You gotta, we gotta learn how to stick it out. We gotta learn how to sacrifice. We gotta learn how to just die. You yeah, we gotta die to certain wants. We gotta die to certain rights. That is the walk with God. You feel what I'm saying? We are soldiers. Let me, oh, ooh, let me, ooh, I got a verse. Exodus 15 and three. Exodus 15 and three. This is a small verse, but when I seen it, I say, oh, I like that. It's, this is what Moses said. It says, Jehovah is a man of war. The Lord is his name. It's, see, God is a, he a man of war. He don't got time to be complaining. He going to fight for his. And if you don't want to do nothing, if you don't want to give it to me, hey, I don't got time to talk to you. Yo, keep me, keep me out of everything. That's cool. I'll go build my own. That is what we got to start doing. We complaining too much, man. Don't, don't nobody care. I'm telling you, especially as the man, they don't care. And it's not that they're not being, uh, you know, nice or not that they're not being loving. I'm telling you, they not built to care like that. You telling them about, you know, stuff. my daddy wasn't there when I was six. Don't nobody care about all that. Man, my, my mama, she never gave me no hugs. And 
for, you 30, you 40 now. You got to hug yourself or something. I don't know. Do something about it. But she ain't trying to hear all that. And your kids don't care either. Is this, is, 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 I'm, I'm trying to attack this, this feminine trait that's coming over. We, everybody, you know, every man, they got mental health, mental health. And they got to get therapy. Therapy? Boy, you better go to work. You spending hours in therapy. You better go get that eight hours in. She don't care. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh. This this generate this a lamentation generation. Mm. Oh, that was the spirit. This is and if you read lamentation, it's basically like a it's a woe. It, it's crying out to a generation. But this is a lamentation generation. Exactly, hit the gym, do something with your time. But all this complaining and what man, look, I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna move on. They don't care. They don't care. They need you. They need us to be the man so they can be a female again. They just want that so they can be a woman again. You see, you see it all the time. It's it's sometimes they trying to figure out is is I'm the man in the relationship or what? Uh, uh, you, you know, they got to tiptoe around you. They can't say nothing. They scared to say something to you because you all in your feelings out. What's going on? We into our feelings too much. They can't. They, you got triggers. Every everything they say, it's a trigger for you. I, I, that trigger me. It's a trigger for you. What's what? You need to go talk to God. You need no. Uh. Uh. No. 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 Not a therapist. No. You need to go talk to God. Yeah. You need to go get that right with God. For real. For real. And and mental health. Listen to me. Listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. Mental health. Hey, if you deal with a lot of your sin, S-I-N, if you deal with a lot of your sin, man of God, it'll take care of a lot of that mental problems you got going on. See, that's what sin does to your mind. It confuses you. It clouds you. You can't think straight. And so they have put another name on what basically God is saying, repent of your sins. That, that'll help you a lot with your mindset. That'll help you a lot with your insecurities. Repent of all what you're doing, okay? Okay. I wanted to just talk, I wanted to get into that a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because we got to get better with this, y'all. Us man of God, man. Hey, we warriors. We, we like our daddy. He said, I'm a man of war. And so we got to be the same way. And so these trials and tribulations that you're going through, the lack that you got, the heartbreaks that you're going through, the suffering that you're going through, do you know what that's making? A warrior. Embrace it. Embrace the rejection. Embrace the trials. It's making you a warrior for your woman. It's making you a warrior for your kids. All right, let's go to, we're going to go to, we're going to be in Genesis 37 tonight. We're going to go there. We're going to go there. And we just going to go through this word, man. We just go freestyle through it. Matter of fact, this, uh, I told my wife that we're going to call this June 27th. <laughs> we're going to call this June 27th. 
You know what I'm saying? Hey, welcome to the underground, place to hear the word of God before you go six finger underground. Who am I? I'm just a voice of one Kyle and I'm saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hey, if you don't mind, and when you come in, can you put your uh your mic on mute for me, please? Thank you very much. I appreciate you coming. I appreciate you coming. But everybody, like I said, uh, we're going to call this one June 27. And everybody from the H-Town know what I'm talking about. You feel me? Yeah. But instead of freestyling through, you know, a beat, we finna freestyle through this word. <laughs> Gotta have fun with it. You feel Gotta have fun with it. So we finna get into this Joseph. Now, I'm sure, you know, if you've been around, you know, you've heard it before. You probably be like, I heard this story before. But, you know, God, he can break it down and give you fresh manner every time you hear a story again. So I just want you to pick up different things that God wants you to see in this particular story. You know what I'm saying? Because there's certain levels that you're about to go to, right? And I don't want you to be surprised of the trial that's coming to that level that you're going to. I don't want you to be surprised of the insecurities or the mind and an attack that you're going to go through when you get to that level. Joseph in the story is able to tell us that. Don't be surprised of the fiery trials. All right. All right, so Genesis chapter 37. Let's go, let's go. Ride with me. I got enough gas. Ride with me for a little bit. It says, so Jacob settled again in the land of Canaan, where his father had lived as a foreigner. This is the account of Jacob and his family. All right. It says, when Joseph was 17 years old. See, that's what I'm trying to tell y'all. These cats was young. So I don't, I don't have no excuse for the youth. I'm not making no excuse for the youth. If you look through all this word of God, hey, the youth was on fire. These people was young. God was taking hold of the youth, I mean, early on. And so it can happen to the youth today. But guess what? We got to preach that word. I'm not trying to be cool with the youth. I'm not trying to be uh, followed by the youth on Instagram. I ain't trying to take pictures with the youth. No, I'm here to, I'm here to teach you the word of God and teach you how to honor God. Bond with your parents. Bond with your uh, with your with your friends. But I'm I'm here to uh train you to be a warrior, cause there's a war going on in our society. And, and and let's just be real, you know, just like the army, everybody don't make it. You may have to ring that bell. You can ring my bell. Ring my bell. Some of y'all just gonna have to ring that bell. But yeah, God said, hey, I need some soldiers. I need some soldiers. Joseph, for sure, was a soldier. So then he's 17 years old, right? And, and, and also, check this out. Look how far, as we go through generation, 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 we have came from following the ways of God. Just imagine, now Joseph, 17, look where he was. When I was 17, I didn't have no clue about what God was. I, I didn't have no, it was foreign to me because we weren't brought up in it. But that's how they was rolling back then. That's how our ancestors was rolling back then. It was God or nothing. 
They weren't worrying about, you know, trying to uh, uh, make sure you get this and make sure you get your 401k and make sure you get your good job. Man, they put everything, they put all their stocks, they put all their dreams into God. That's why this brother was 17 years old and was a warrior. But anyways, it says Joseph at 17, at 17, it says he often tended to his father's flock. Do you see the honor in Joseph? Tending to his father's business. He was about his father's business. You know, Jesus taught us that in Luke. Let me go to this real quick. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 49. Jesus said, he said unto them, how is that you sought me? Don't you know that I must be about my father's business? You got to be about the business of God. See, most of us, sometimes we get, we get caught up in our own business and we want God to bless it. But Joseph was so favored with God because he was about the father's business. And that's what you got to do. Be about what God about. Not what the world telling you will be about. Not the latest trend. I can't tell you how many times I've seen believers, a trend come out or an investment come out and everybody following it. That ain't what God say. You got to be able to stand. Everything will come your way. It says narrow is the path to life. Broad is the way to destruction. So you got to understand, it's going to be so many opportunities for destruction. Narrow is the way to life. Everything will come your way. You got to stay focused. Uh-uh. Trendsetters, exactly. But he was tending to his father's flocks. Are you tending to God's business? Are you tenants to God? Be most of we want we want God to bless a relationship that really ain't His business. You didn't put God in the relationship, but you want God to bless. You want God to bless a certain profession that you're in, but He not in it. You don't really want Him in your business like that. You don't want Him in your relationship like that, but you want to ask Him to bless it. Come on now. Where they do that at? It don't work like that with God. We got to start learning the character of God and we got to pass it down to our children so they're not raised up uh, thinking this foolish stuff and thinking they can just do whatever and then, you know, oh, well, let me call on God right now. Let me see what, uh, what he can do for me real quick. Let me uh, call God. That's how we treat God. Hey, uh, call uh, Jimmy. Yeah, call him. Yeah, call Uncle uh, B. And then if they don't get it, then call, yeah, call on God then. Yeah, call on him then. See what he can do for us. He the last resort. We do everything. Man, hey, we better stop playing with God. Straight up. He not, he not playing like that. So anyways, let's keep on moving and grooving through this word though. He worked for his half-brothers, the, uh, the sons of his father's wife's Belai and uh, Sapphire. So they was getting it, uh, you know, they, they was getting it in back then. You know, they had several wives and stuff. I know some brothers be looking at it like, oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. But uh, God didn't approve of that. You know what I'm saying? That's why I love the word of God. There are certain things that God just, he said, I'm going to still work through the mess. 
I'm going to still work through the mess, but I want you to know that mess going to cause problems. Watch, you'll see. But Joseph reported to his father some of the bad things his brothers was doing. Sibling war. You know what I'm saying? Have sibling war. You know, them, them type of things that happens. We know. In verse 3, check it out, y'all. It says, Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his children because Joseph had been born to him in an old age. So one day, Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph. Now, this particular verse, we got to go ahead and let it be known. We, we seeing right now, God don't love and give favor to everybody the same. So we got to stop all this. God love everybody the same. That's a lie. That's a lie. And I got word to prove it for you. We got to stop that. You can't just be out here doing whatever you want to do. And you telling me God's showing the same favor to you that he's showing to obedient people. No, uh, come on now. Come on now. Let me tell you how he show, uh, how he treats people who disrespect him. Isaiah 59 and verse two, it says, but your iniquities, your sin have separated you from God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he would not hear. You ever, do you see that? God not listening to uh, people like that who just disrespect him, who ain't trying to hear what his word got to say. Every time his word come along, people be like, I ain't, nobody, I ain't trying to hear all that right now. Well, he ain't trying to hear you either. He ain't trying to hear you either. You being disrespectful to your parents. You being disrespectful to your teachers. You being some of y'all, you children, you living with your grandma. You disrespecting her. You stealing money. You sneaking people in her house. He told you not to bring them people in her house. God, he said, hey, my face is turned from you right now. In Psalms chapter 17 and verse 11, this is the word of God. This is not a man talking. This is the word of God. They have tracked me down. They now surrounded me with their eyes alert to throw me to the ground. Now, we are talking about what happens when you start to get into the word of God. This is what happens to you. Those demons, it's real. They coming for you. They coming for you, man. Proverbs 28 and verse 9. If anyone turns a deaf ear to my instructions, if anyone turns a deaf ear to my instructions, even their prayers are abomination. Do you hear God? If you turn an ear to my instructions, if you turn an ear to my word, your prayers are abomination to me. Obama, they disgusting to me. So what we are seeing, we are seeing that God doesn't treat everybody the same. He doesn't. In John chapter 9 and verse 31, these are scriptures. This is to back up everything that the word of God is saying. John chapter 9 and verse 31. We know that God does not listen to sinners. Now you may say, I know your heart may say, well, I sin today. We're talking about a lifestyle of sinner. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about he doesn't listen to people who uh who not perfect. We're talking about you have a lifestyle of just rebellions against God. He said, I, I, I don't listen to you. He listens to the godly person who does his will. Do we see? God treats people different. He treats people different. 
He said, I listen to people who are doing my will. You got favor with me. Yeah, yeah, you come right in. You know when you used to go to the clubs and, and, and it's a long line, but you know the doorkeeper, you know, you got that special relationship with him and you go up straight to him and you say, hey, what's up? And he say, oh, come on in, bro. What's up? That's how guys say, I, that's the type of relationship I got with the godly. You come up to me, I, oh, what's up? Yeah, I know you. What's good? But y'all, I don't know. So yeah, stop lying to people. God don't know you. Sorry to tell you that. But let's, so we see how he acts towards the sinners. Now let's see how he acts towards the righteous. I want to balance it out for you. In Psalms 34 and 15, it says, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. And his ears are attentive to their cry. See, the righteous, he got his eyes on you. See, that's why I don't, I don't care if nobody watching me. I don't care if nobody see me. All I care about is do God see me? Yeah, you don't got to give me no promotion. You don't got to give me no hand clap. You don't got to give me no uh validation. It says the eyes of God is on me. That's who you want watching you. And he says, I'm attentive to their cry. See, when they pray to me, I'm listening. I'm telling everybody, hey, shh. My children talking right now. Let me see what they need. That's how he act towards the righteous. He's not doing that to just anybody. He's not just doing that to anybody. In Proverbs 15 and 29, the Holy Spirit said, the Lord is far from the wicked. Do you hear that? He said, I'm far from the wicked. I'm far from all that. But he hears the prayers of the righteous. That's you. That is why it's good to live a righteous life. That is why we're striving to live the righteous life. I want the ear of God. My boss can't ignore me. My family can't ignore me. My kids can't ignore me. Hey, my husband may ignore me. My wife may ignore me. Hey, people may ignore the government can ignore me. I don't care. They ignore me. But as long as I got God's ear, I'm cool. <laughs> hey, I'm cool. Hey, I can go. I'm, I'm going to sleep peacefully. Ain't losing no sleep. Ain't losing no sleep. It is a blessing thing to have God's ear. Woo. We be asking for cars and money, you know, all this. And that's cool. I get it. But can we, act, God, can I have your ear? Ooh, come on, man. That's, that's when you boss up. That's when you boss up. In James chapter 5 and 16, again, I'm laying the foundation. I got to lay the foundation with this word. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be here, healed. Excuse me. The prayer of the righteous person is powerful and effective. You think anybody just living any kind of life disrespecting God's word, prayers is powerful and effective? Don't pray for me. Yeah, there's some people, uh-uh, uh-uh, do not, don't pray for me. I'll pray for you. That's okay. I got some soldiers who will pray for me. I don't need you praying for me. Uh -uh. So we got to make sure we let this be clear to our kids too. Hey, baby, let me hit, let me let you know something. When you get older and you out there wilding and you out there ignoring God, understand he ignores you too. Okay. Right. Let's take it to the corner. 
when you're trying to meet somebody, right? When you're talking to somebody and you texting them and you're trying to get out with them and you're trying to take them out on a date and they steady ignoring you, they ain't texting you back. What you start to do, you delete them from your phone. You say, uh-uh, I'm not going to be chasing you. Where do you think you get that from? You have God's DNA inside of you. We be thinking we we making up things. This is our, it's God's DNA all in you, baby. Okay, let's get back to this word, Genesis, that we never left. We never left it. I just got to go, you know, lay some foundations for what, what the word of God is saying. We in verse three. We in verse three. See, we in verse three, and some of y'all is already full. You got to get a take-home play. That's how full so much of this word of God. You can get so much from it. We just in verse three. And God has blessed most of y'all. I already know he did. Because it's the word. It's undefeated. Okay. So let's talk about this special gift, though. This special gift. It says, so when one day, I'm in verse three. So when one day, Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph, a beautiful ro a robe. But his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. They couldn't say a kind word to him. That is why people hate you. You are favored by God. That's why your uh, sisters hate you. That's why maybe your brothers hate you. That's why maybe your family hates you. That's why people at your job, you don't even know why. You're like, why are they uh, act? Because you are blessed by God. You are favored by God. They see God has made tailor major life. He has a beautiful robe on you and they just see it. And it's an envy spirit that come over them. It's a hateful spirit that come over them. They can't even say a kind word about you. Though you have never did nothing ugly to them. That's why it's so important to be obedient to the will of God. You have to be able to stand in obedience. Why? When you go to a tailor and you're trying to get your suit tailored, or when you go to a tailor, young woman of God, and you're trying to get your dress tailored, you got to stand, right? And you can't move. Oh, come on, talk to us, Holy Spirit. You can't move because they're trying to tailor it just for you. Some of y'all, your life can't be tailored because you keep moving when God is trying to perfectly fit your life for you. Stand in obedience. Stand in the promises of God. He's trying to tailor, make a blessing for you. And when he put it on you, you know how it is when you put something on as tailor made. You know you, you be feeling like the man when I walk through. I be feeling like the man when I walk through. Else you feel that way? It's tailor made. Yeah, when you got that tailor-made dress on, they didn't put, they didn't did it, all of the measurements. You be having something, you be like, when we likes to party, that's what you say. You like, I got to go out tonight. That's what I'm talking about. God said, I'm trying to tailor-made a blessing for you, but you keep moving. You keep getting stuck by the needles. You, uh, yeah, yeah, you, you out. Ooh, what's that? You stop moving. You're moving out of your blessing. And you when you move out of your blessing, you ain't going nowhere either. What you going on another vacation? Huh? You going on another vacation? <laughs> huh? 
You going on another vacation? Stop moving. Stay still. Stay at that job. Where you going? Uh uh. God say, stay at that job and let it kill you. Let it kill your desires. Let it kill your will. Let it kill your flesh. Did you forget David had to stay up under Saul for a while before he became king? Let Saul kill all that pride in you. Let Saul kill all that uh, pride and flyness in you, in your will, in your way, and what you think, and what you believe in. God say, I'm losing Saul. The Saul is your job. The Saul is your kids. The, the Saul is this government. I'm using it to kill that will in yours. And then, and then I will raise you up. But you can't miss the saws in your life, David. Mm. I'm still in Joseph, though. But, you know, I told you, God, the spirit of God is talking. Let's let him talk. But they say they couldn't say a kind word about him. Hey, 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 hey. You know, when we talk like this, you know, everybody probably think they're Joseph. But, hey, are you hating on a Joseph? Hey, let's look at it from the other side. You may be hating on a Joseph right now. You is it somebody in your life that you can't say a kind word about? Uh oh. See, when we talk about them, everybody want to be the Josephs and the Davids, and but some of us are Sauls. Some of us is uh, Joseph brothers. Some of us are selling out our people. Oh God, yeah, everybody ain't no Josephs. <laughs> talk to us, God. He said, yeah, everybody ain't a Joseph. I know it sounds good to be a Joseph. I know it sounds good to be an Abraham. I know it sounds good to be a David. And I know it sounds good to be like Jesus. But some of y'all, you know, yeah, yeah. Some of y'all some uh backsliders. We got to watch out for y'all. You don't want to be that. Right? So this, let this word encourage you. Some of us are some Judas. Mm. You got, that's why you got to examine yourself. Are you a Judas? Are you a Judas? Do you have the characteristics of a Judas? When you look deep inside of your heart, I, people can't really see it because we, we so good at covering up things. Let me applaud everybody about that too. I applaud. We so good at covering up those things, but some of us are natural born Judases. <laughs> oh man talk to us God let that word talk to us man okay in verse 5 it says one night Joseph had a dream and when he told his brothers about it they hated him more than ever hey hey man of God woman of God stop telling everybody about what you dream Stop telling everybody about your visions. Stop telling everybody about your plans. Stop telling everybody about your blessings. They go hate you even more. See, we learn it from Joseph. We learn it from it. So we got to be careful who we telling our plans to. You got to be careful. In Matthew chapter 7 and verse 6, it says, do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to the pigs. Why? If you do, they may trample them up under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Look how that word just flow. He said, quit throwing your pearls to the swine. 
I can't think. I, I, look, I can't talk to everybody about this thing about God, cause you not go, you not go respect it, you not go honor it like that. Yeah, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not accepting any invitation just to come speak, just because I just want people to hear me speak. No, 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 no. I need to fill it out because I'm not throwing my pearls to the swine. Do you know what I had to go through to get these pearls? Do you know the trials I had to go through to get these pearls? Do you know the heartbreaks I had to go through to get these pearls? Do you know the loss that I had to go through to get these pearls? So best believe I'm not just going to throw them to anybody. Stop telling everybody your dreams. They not meant for everybody. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 14. It says, if anyone, if anyone, would not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet. See, that's what I'm saying. We we got people around too long. That's what's uh, messing up your walk right now. Some of these people that's in your life, they were supposed to be gone last year. Why are they still around? This is not Sonoa. I just want you around. Around, I want you. That's a lie. I, I don't want you around. Get up out of here. Get up out of here. Let, let me read it one more time. If any, I'm going to read it in a new trend. I'm going to read it in another translation. If any household or town refuses you to welcome or listen to your message, shake the dust off your feet as you leave. I got to shake it off. Like a guy, go, I got to shake it off. Got to get up out of here and go somewhere. But that's me. You got to show love. Man, the word tells me, hey, I ain't got time for all that. And you know people who not trying to receive your message. Because when people receive your message, you start to see the lifestyle change. That's how you know they receiving it. Little by little, you'll start to see them. Receive the message of God. Amen. So I want to free some people up. You've been feeling like you had to keep people around and you don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. And you want to, you know, I don't want to be mean, but I'm, I'm going to give you freedom right now. Get them up out of your life. Don't be, you don't got to be, uh, feel sorry. Get them about your life. Yeah, there you go. You free now. The word has set you free from that burden. You are free. The word has set you free. Go and be free. Okay, man, ain't it, ain't it good? Ain't it good not to feel guilty for not answering that phone call? Ain't it, don't it feel good not to feel guilty for not lending out money? You don't have to. They want you to lend out money, but they don't want to accept the message of Christ. Where they do that at? You want my money, but you don't want my God. You want my money, but you don't want my Savior. You want my words, but you don't want my Savior. You want my time, but you don't want my Savior. Nah, nah, I can't do that. Mm -mm. And I'm not apologizing for it either. You got to compromise. That's a lot. That's a lot. Joshua told us, hey, choose the day who you go serve. You better listen to our ancestors. They've been talking to us. Yeah, they talk to us. They tell us in this world what to, what to do. Learn from your ancestors' mistakes. Stop praying to them and learn from them. Pray to God, not your ancestors. Learn from them. Hey, check this out. Let me keep on moving, grooving through this word real quick. Because we this is going to be a two-part. It's going to be another series. So I ain't trying to rush through it, but I just want to get through a couple of things, though. So he says, uh, so he told them the dreams, right? And, you know, they got mad. You know what I'm saying? They got mad. 
listen to the dream. He told me, verse seven, we were out in the field trying up, uh, tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly my bundle stood up and your bundles all gathered around me and bowed low before my eyes. So basically Joseph was saying, hey, y'all go bow to me. He was prophesying over his life. You feel what I'm saying? But certain people can't, they don't, they not ready to receive the word. You got to have discernment. And so Joseph, 17, he young. He didn't know discernment yet. But you can learn from Joseph and say, okay, I need discernment on who I need to talk to. Right? Verse 10. This time he told the dream to his fathers. His fathers. As well as his brothers. But his fathers even scolded him. They had begun to, you know what I'm saying? They had been gone for some time. Jacob said to Joseph, uh, oh, excuse me, excuse me, y'all. What kind of dream is that? That's what his father said. See, you know you start, you know you really walking with God. You know you really got a relationship with God when you start out dreaming your parents. Come on. Oh, God. Woo! You know you walking with God closely when you start uh, thinking more bigger than your parents. When you see a better life than your parents. When you want to push the envelope farther than your parents. When you want a better relationship with God more than your parents had. See, that's what we got to be about. Joseph said, hey, I got a dream. Even his, his daddy said, what kind of dream is that? See, he was thinking bigger. He was thinking bigger. And, and, and parents, when your kids think big like that, know it's from God. Know it, support that. Support it with wisdom, though. Hear me out. Support that dream with wisdom. Okay? Disciple that dream, but don't shut it down. Don't scold it. Support that dream. That big dream is from God. He's pushing the envelope. Okay. Would your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you? Verse 11. But while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father wondered, what this dream mean? See, those dreams and that, that relationship Joseph had with God, it started really making his daddy say, what, what's going on with my son? What, 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 what? That's why it's so important to not uh, let the kids come to Jesus. Not to a uh, piece of party. Not to some uh, youth camp. Not to some uh, back to school festival. Come to Jesus. If you want to go out to, to have fun with your friends, uh, go to your school. But when you come to this, when you come to church, and when you, it's all about Jesus. I'm not trying to relate to y'all. It's the children need to relate to God. We're trying to uh, switch this thing around. We're trying to lower it down so they can uh, relate. Uh, you know, we want to be on a level. No, raise them up. That's what Joseph was. That's why he had this dream. Let's go to... Uh, Verse 12. Let's go to verse 12. Soon after this, Joseph's brothers went to pasture their father's flock at Shechem. So his brothers went to go, you know, take care of his father's flock. Verse 13. When they had been gone for some time, Jacob said to Joseph, hey, your brothers, where they at? Basically, he's like, where they at? And he said, they in Shechem. And he said, hey, get ready. Get ready. And I will send you to them. Look at the response of Joseph. And we're going to end it off right here. 
in verse 13, look at the response of Joseph. I'm ready to go. Joseph said, hey, I don't have to get ready, Father. I'm already ready to go. You praying about that husband. You praying about that wife. Hey, you already need to be ready. Do you feel what I'm saying? You got a whole lot of situationships and a whole lot of other things going on. You ain't ready for no husband. You ain't ready for that wife. Joseph is teaching us, hey, when God say, hey, I need you to go some, or I need you to move, hey, Joseph said, hey, I'm already ready, Dad. I'm already ready for, I stay ready, don't think me. You want to invest, but you're not ready to invest. You keep spending your money on stupid things. You put it I'm ready just be real. I'm ready. But ready. You What's up, what's up? Can y'all hear me? Everybody, okay, y'all hear me. Man, it just, uh, on my on my end, it just, it, it just knocked off. But it's all good. I already know what that is. I already know what that is. Yeah, because it, it's coming. You know what I'm saying? So, all of a sudden, it just, it just clicked off and it's not connecting. But it's all good. I got it. I'm back. But what I was saying, you're not ready. Joseph, let us know, hey, I'm ready. I'm ready already, God. What you want me to do? Steady. I'm already posted up. I'm already on my post. So when God tell me to move, I'm moving. Some of y'all, y'all, y'all ready for that house? Let me see your apartment. God said, let me see how your apartment look first. Let me, matter of fact, forget the apartment. Let me see how your room look. Let me see how your bathroom look. Are you ready for how, how you gonna be ready for a house and your your apartment ain't even uh up to date? It don't even look like you can take care of it. You need to show God right now that you're ready for what you're praying for. And un, when I'm looking at my computer, it say an unknown area occurred. Man, y'all better get y'all demon uh demonic stuff up out of here. <laughs> but yeah, 
You got to be ready for that. And you say you want the kingdom of God. You say you want the things of God. Are you ready to repent? Because that's what it's going to take to get the kingdom of God. No, no other way around that. That is what it's going to take to get the kingdom of God, my brothers and sisters. We're going to have to repent. We're going to have to repent, man. And we got to call people for that. We got to let people know, say, you want God. You sitting here saying you want God and you want the things of God and you want God's ear. But you're not ready to repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Everything that you guys are wanting right now, it is at hand. Do you know how fast God can turn your life around? See, God don't have to check with nobody. He don't have to get get votes and, you know, check with the manager and let me see what I can do and check with the banks and check with the loan officers. God don't have to do that. He God. So when his kids show that he ready. OK, let me go ahead. And get, let, let, let's, let's make that happen. All right. So our goal, our motivation for the rest of our lives. This is not just no weekly thing or no, you know, uh, just I'm going to do this for the next 30 days. No, uh -uh, this ain't no New Year's resolution. This is a life resolution. The, we're going to start showing God, hey, God, I know I'm praying for this. Soon as I get up off my knees, I'm going to show you with my heart and my life that I'm preparing and I'm going to be ready for it. And watch what God do. All right. Man, I appreciate y'all coming out to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Hey, who was I, man? I told you I ain't nobody special, man. I'm just the voice of one calling out saying, repent. You know that kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hey, I love y'all. Y'all keep your head up. I'm sorry about that disturbance, what happened, man. But hey, y'all know we got right, we got right back to it like it wasn't to it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, y'all go ahead, spend time with your family, man. Show love to everybody that you need to show love to. It's the underground, man. I'm out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-